0: what's up everybody we are back at the hook one pod we're still here at hook one bait and tackle here in moran city i'm pete and i'm Willie. and hey we got a really great show um coming up for you we're basically going to talk about uh as the seasons change how the fishing changes i think the best way to attack it would be to break it down into basically three month segments um and go everywhere from lake huron all the way into lake st clair what do you think
1: yeah it's uh it's completely different from when you're fishing in february ice falling past you and then you take your boat out in august and you got to be off the water by 10 o'clock before the the heat gets to you the heat and the pleasure boaters i mean we live on lake st clair so
0: you know once once the sun comes up they got to get to their they got to get to their spots right oh yeah it's uh
1: <laughs> Lake
0: st clair gets a little bumpy uh but anyway hey we're gonna start we're gonna start with the first three months we'll basically um, touch on January, February, and March. And obviously, when you talk about January, February, and March in the Great Lakes, you're thinking ice fishing. You know, a lot of guys do a lot of ice fishing. But, Louie, what do we think about ice fishing? Um,
1: I'm not a big ice fisherman. We hate it. Yeah, I'd rather, uh, <laughs> I'd rather be jigging off the boat or casting for smallmouth. Um, it's hard for me to sit in one spot and jig through a hole when I know there's there's other stuff to be doing. I think that's what our, what
0: our area in the Great Lakes has has really cool to offer is we don't lock up like a lot of those places in the Midwest do. Um, there's been times where we've been able to troll walleyes out in Lake St. Clair and it's a phenomenal bite in January and the beginning of February. Um, we've had, even this year, we had great jigging bites in the river, river February and March um, before the ice came through. Because our big thing is, uh, at least on the river, the river doesn't freeze over. The only way we see ice in the river is when Lake St. Clair freezes up and we get a backup coming from Lake Huron. So that leaves us um, a lot of freedom that we can still get our boats out as long as we take care of the motors and take care of everything, obviously. Uh, We can still get our boats out and we can chase everything. Um, Louie, what are your favorite species to target early in the season like that, that January, February, March?
1: Yeah, so when when the water's still cold, it seems like we get a lot of lake trout that move up here. Um, a lot of coho and sometimes steelhead. And I like just walleye jigging uh, with a little minnow on top of your bait, just jigging the little flats, jigging uh, steep drop-offs. And it seems like you hook something and you don't really know what it is until it gets to the boat.
0: You said jigging with the um, the minnow, and I think that's pretty cool. Do you think live bait makes that big of a difference around here that time of year?
1: I do. I really think that the um, the little... The minnow on top of your bait, the little extra reflection and the little extra scent, just helps trigger a bite sometimes.
0: Yeah, man, you nailed it. I don't know, I don't know if it's if it's the visual presentation or if it's the scent, uh, but regardless of the situation, I have noticed that typically when you're tipping with live bait, you end up having much better days. Whether you're having more aggressive walleye or you know where I really see it make a difference is like you said, when we're vertical jigging, those salmon and those trout. Um, I, another thing that's super interesting is when we're trolling those salmon and trout, I think that's the best way to cover water in the river. And I know you personally aren't really a big troller. You're more of a rod and hand guy where I've done a little bit more trolling. And I can say that everywhere from Port Huron into the North Channel is just phenomenal. Um, certain times of the year in those early seasons for trolling big baits, whether it's bandits, husky jerks, the flickers, you know, and, and what, what, uh, tell them a little bit Louie what we kind of got onto this year while we were trolling what what did we start doing
1: yeah so we were trolling down the Saint Clair River and we found a little school of co cohos on uh, a little school of bait and got outside of them with some jerk baits and spotlocked the boat and we were we managed to catch a couple on jerk baits
0: yeah and I wish we actually had more time to sit there and target those cuz that was that was I've seen it happen in Wisconsin I I've, I've seen it happen um Eric Cotty over there he pounds them over there on jerk baits and you see it up in Lake Superior with those big browns, but we've, we typically rarely hear of it, um, around here. And I thought that was super cool. And I'm really excited actually to, to target those things coming up here in the next couple of months really as times flying on us.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite types of fishing. It seems like no matter every time you set the hook in the water's cold, it could be a coho, a wake trout, a walleye. It's- yeah, man, that's kind of the best thing about fishing in the Great Lakes
0: is especially in that cold water, you don't know whether it's going to be a salmon, a trout, a big walleye, a whitefish. We had, we had a day this year, um, earlier in the year that I remember, we came home with a brown, a steelhead, a coho, a walleye, a whitefish, um, and a couple of each of those. So it wasn't like there was a slow day. We didn't get a bunch of one fish, um, but we got a little bit of everything, and I would rather have that because the walleye fishing around
1: here. Uh, I think you can agree. There's no shortage of it come May. No, once May comes around, it's uh, it's basically you're done by the time the sun comes up. Yeah, exactly.
0: And we're gonna to touch on that here in a second. But something else that I want to talk about, um, because at least in the river, it seems like um, it's really just a lot of jigging and trolling. And you can take that trolling out into the lake, and typically you can find in Lake St. Clair on the southern end of the lake a stellar trolling bite louie i don't know have you personally been out there and experienced that bite
1: um i've been out there once or twice it wasn't a very good day for anybody by any means but it's definitely it's definitely different it's a different type of fishing
0: yeah it's different and by different i mean it's january it's february it's cold so you're, you're moving slow your baits are moving slow but every single fish has the opportunity to single board. and lake st Clair, especially these last three four years has just been exploding not only in numbers but in size I remember that a few years ago we were getting this bite, and five, six-pounders were great, and now you're watching some sevens, eights, nines coming out, and hopefully you know, coming into this fall and this winter with all the bait that's been in the lake this year, I'm really hoping to see some big weights get thrown up down there.
1: Yeah, there's been some big fish coming out of Lake St. Clair in the wintertime. We got a lot of guys coming up here and telling us how they've been catching seven-pounders consistently, and it's not like it's anything outrageous anymore.
0: Yeah, it's something great to see, and I think I think that's going to lead us into our next session here, which is going to be April, May, and June, which here in St. Clair, on the St. Clair system in the Detroit River, it's absolutely epic.
1: I don't think there's really another word for it. I mean, how would you describe it? It's it's unreal. Basically, everything is firing on all cylinders, and it's the best fishing we have out of the year, hands down.
0: Yeah, it's, it's from... And I think you can agree from the end of April to to the finishing up of the coho and the steelhead into May where the walleye are getting into full swing. But not only that, a fishery that not a lot of people talk about is the pan fishing that's on Lake St. Clair. How many 9- and
1: 10-inch bluegills came out of Lake St. Clair this year in May? I've never seen so many bluegill come out of Lake St. Clair, and they were all good size. Um, the fishing was just stupid this year, and everybody seemed like they were getting on them. I and that's, what's so exciting about this is the
0: fishing has been great this year, but it's been getting better every year. I think the Great Lakes is really setting up to be stellar because not only here where we're talking about, you know, in our little Great Lake of, of Lake St. Clair and sitting in between Huron and Erie, but um, Lake Huron, the lake trout up there is is booming. Lake Erie, it's a walleye factory. I mean, I would go out on a limb and say it's, if not the best, top two walleye fisheries in the country. Um as far as, as size of fish and numbers of fish, I don't even think it's really touched. It, it produces 12 months a year.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. It's definitely one of the better fisheries we have out here. It produces numbers of fish and easily some of the biggest walleye we've ever seen up here.
0: Um, but some, some stuff that's more local to us and more homegrown to us, that's really the time to bring out the jig and sticks. Uh, and that's what we all love. We love bringing out the the jig sticks and, and hitting walleye on the vertical jig, starting early tipping with bait, like we said, and then rolling it over really just to plastics. Um, and then it eventually rolls over by June, you know, middle to end of June, you're rolling into your crawler harness season. What's, what's some of your favorite ways to target those walleye
1: early in the spring? Um, My favorite way to fish for them is definitely jigging. Um, I feel like I can feel the fish for more. There's so many different ways to jig from jigging spoons to uh a jig head in a plastic with a minnow, you can throw a and wrap down here. And I mean, they all produce just as well. Yeah. I'm glad
0: you said that the and wrap, especially for us, I think you and I at least utilize it a lot more this summer on the lake casting. That thing's been an absolute blast. A lot of small fish in the lake, which is frustrating, but at the same time, look what we have ahead of us. Uh, I think we have another phenomenal few years of walleye fishing that's still ahead. And you really can't beat it, honestly. So, So you're saying June's a good time for them. What are you looking for? Are you hitting them in the river? Are you hitting them in the lake? I mean, what kind of, kind of, I mean, we'll dedicate an episode, you know, I really want to spend time on a lot of these topics, but just real quick, you know, what are you, what are you looking for?
1: Um, so the river's usually not too good in the the middle of June. Um, the water's still too cold for them. It seems like, but in the lake, you're looking for rock piles, um, just outside of spawning areas. Weeds usually aren't up by, uh usually aren't grown up by then, so right. that usually doesn't play into effect then. But rock piles are, are big um, holders for smallmouth. Sand flats are usually pretty good around that time of the year. And, I mean, anything from blade baits to spinner baits to swim baits to spy baits. I, I got to seems- interrupt you. I got to interrupt you. You said a sand flat. See, here's
0: the problem, everybody, that hasn't been to Lake St. Clair. If you fish Lake St. Clair anytime. Um, really before the end of June, July, the entire thing is a sand flat. So so not are you talking like super shallow flats? Are you talking basically right before drop-offs?
1: Um, so you're usually looking for sand flats from 8 to 12 feet of water. Okay. And anything that's holding bait uh, close to rocks, anything that holds heat when the sun comes up, the smallmouth will love. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Especially um, anything that's going to hold that heat for those fish. But – like I said, trying to find structure out there on the lake is a totally different animal than, than what you'd see at a lot of lakes. Um, let's zip it back up to the river though, man. I think what I really um, enjoy about that spring fishing is as long as that water stays down, you still have you know those species that we have in the winter as far as the salmon and the trout hanging around, but you get into that prime walleye fishing, which is unbelievable. And now the Canadian borders back open. What do you think that's going to do for anglers?
1: Um, I think next year might be some of the best fishing we've had in our lives. The entire Canadian border was basically untouched. Um, the amount of anglers that come from the U.S. that go over to Canada just to fish is, is unreal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you really, next year, I think, might be a lottery year as far as um, getting over there and hitting these fish. But you'll have to stay tuned 365 days for that one. <laughs> so. Anyway, let's start heading into, now you're heading into the dog days of summer. So we're talking July, August, September, which right now when you hear this episode, that's kind of what we're in right now. It's 88, 90 degrees, it's humid, it's hot. The water here is super clear because we haven't really had, well, and actually I can't even say that because we've had a ton of rain in the last few days.
1: Yeah, we've had a ton of rain. It's usually common this time of year but the water's always so clear on this, and it's like there's nothing to really change it. It's clear 24-7. Do you think – I know your answer, obviously, but do you think that that obviously
0: is playing a huge role in not only, you know, the bass fishing, but especially, like, the musky fishing and the stuff that we're seeing? I mean, we're targeting some old fish, and having clear water like that, that not be playing in our favor.
1: I do. I think it makes a huge difference. Um, you got to start using more uh, – Natural baits. Start uh, downsizing your leader line, and there's even different techniques that are coming out of it. Just to stay away from the fish, you don't want to get your boat too close to them. And even casting for walleye around the summertime is is a huge way to keep your boat away from them and even catch more fish.
0: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And the thing is about the dog days of summer, everybody is the, is the bites. The bites you get, you know, you can catch some really nice fish. We're catching walleye, you know. 22, 24 inches, some really nice smallmouth bass, but what you're not seeing is the numbers um, that we usually see. And what you really see, at least from our point of view, being located right here on the river is you watch a lot of those fish scatter back. As soon as that, as soon as that weather really heats up, you watch a lot of those fish scoot right back into Lake Huron and right back into Lake St. Clair. Um, And for opposite reasons, honestly, I think a lot of those fish head to Lake Huron because it's that deep, deep cold water right um and a lot of those fish scooted to lake st clair because of all the weeds they can just bury themselves in the weeds there's a as you and i have seen there's a ton of bait in the lake right now
1: so those fish are just sitting in the weeds exactly how it goes um there's always fish in the river system but the majority of them i think move the lake here on into that colder deeper water and then bury themselves in the weeds out in lake st clair um i mean you can catch walleye out in the in the st clair river in the the summertime, but you either have to target that super, super deep water in those holes in the middle of the the shipping channel, or you have to kind of work around the weeds, work next to them, work over them, and kind of hope that the fish are ready to eat.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite ways, um, especially to target the smallmouth, is as they're heading out, and they're heading out because, like I said, Lake St. Clair is so shallow. When they're heading out of those shallow bays, I love targeting them on jerk baits and drop shots in super shallow, you know, anywhere from shoot three and a half to six foot of water. I mean, you could see them right there. And um, you more so like to kind of cut them off on their way out on the edges of the channel. You do a lot of lake fishing. Um, tell the people kind of what to look for when they're out there on the lake and what are some of their best options they could throw. Um, as far as baits, to, to lock in some of those midsummer
1: fish? So usually around that time of the year, you're going to be looking for um, weeds that are just starting to pop up. Weeds that are just starting to pop up are going to start holding perch that are pulling out of the flats. They're going to start holding some of the shiners that are moving a little bit deeper. And you can start throwing little swim baits for them. You can start throwing drop shots and net rigs. It seems like that time of the year they're going to start to eat anything as long as you can get the bait in front of their face.
0: Just trying to get a bait into that strike zone um, is key. And speaking of bait, we'll roll it in now to our fall and the early winter months, um, heading basically October, November, and December when bait just kind of floods our system, whether you're talking about um, schools of the thousands, shad, you know, swimming up into our tributaries, whether it be the Pine River, the Bell River, the Black River, you're talking about big schools of emeralds coming back into our
1: system, and you really watch our system come back to life after the dog days of summer. Fall fishing is definitely one of my favorite types of fishing in the river system. It seems like a lot of the fish start to move back in there, and they're a lot more, um, a lot more active in the, the fall time. It seems like that the water is a perfect temperature where they're eating. You can basically do anything to catch them, pull crawler, harnesses, jig form, cast for them. And they're definitely more active in the springtime when you have that big push come in. Um, the fall time push usually isn't as big, but a lot of while I move into the river system, and a lot of guys are out in their tree stand hunting for deer. So the river is basically untouched that time of the year.
0: Yes, I love, love, love fall fishing, man. It's actually one of my favorite fishing to do because, like you said, the ramps are empty. All those guys are sitting up in their trees, and the fish are on the chew. They're eating because they're getting ready for that, that cold cold winter water in those cold winter months when they're about to get sluggish. Right now they're in that, um, that perfect temperature where the water temperature is cooling, the air temperature is cooling, and they are on the feed. And honestly, the fall is, is the best time of the year to catch some of your biggest fish. Super fat muskies, super fat bass and walleye, and it's because they're all gorging, on their baits. Now, do you, do you typically hit the river or do you
1: typically hit the lake in the fall? So it kind of depends on the day. In the fall, it seems like a lot of the wind starts to pick up and stirs the lake up quite a bit. So the days where the wind does pick up, I'll tend to target the fall or the river a little bit more. It seems like the bass are staging in the river a lot more than they are in the springtime, which is pretty good for the, the bass anglers. And the fall is, is really good, or the the lake is really good in the fall for bass. It seems like a lot of the bass are starting to feed in the shallows, like 16 to to 12 feet of water, which seems pretty shallow that time of year. But a lot of the, the big population of bass are, are between 12 and 16 feet of water looking for that bait. And as fall progresses, it's not like really
0: the fishing gets any worse. I mean, there's times where we've gone out right around Christmas time and and brought in a sack full of walleye and you really can't beat it because like I said, those fish are so fat. I mean, you're catching 20 to 22 inch fish, but they got shoulders on them. And and that is what's so fun to me is when, when the fishing quote unquote is done for the year and it's actually some of the best fishing around. I mean, I know this is getting a little bit out of our backyard, but you head down to Lake Erie and, and you're looking at the tournaments they run down there as far as on um, the fall brawl. And then they have the new tournament coming out this year. They're you, you can win a boat, but in order to win a boat, you got to catch the walleye of your life. You got to catch a 12 or 13 pound walleye just to uh, win some of these tournaments. And that, and that only really happens in the early spring and in the fall when those fish are really
1: on the gorge. For sure. It seems like a lot of the fish start to feed really heavy in the fall as soon as that water starts to cool. And that's, that's easily one of my favorite times to fish. It seems like Anything and everything is ready to eat no matter the time of day.
0: Yeah, and it's really hard to beat it when those fish are in a fall frenzy. But I'll be honest, man. If I'm looking forward to one time of the year or one approaching pattern, I'm looking for the middle of May and I'm looking for a warm front to come through. I'm looking for two, three days of consecutive warm, sunny days. And those walleye. Doesn't matter what anyone says about how walleye don't feed in the middle of the day. If you get that warm up in the spring, it is on fire. And if you can get a little bit of tint to the water, Louis, I think you can agree with me, man. You can drop that jig anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five feet, and you can just absolutely put a pile of fish in the boat. Um, but what are you looking for? What what is you know if I'm if I'm Louis and I'm heading out onto the lake, right? What am I looking for? What time of the year and what type of weather patterns?
1: I definitely think it's going to be close between spring and fall. Um, I think fall takes a cake, though. There's anything from smallmouth bass in 10 to 12 feet of water, eating anything that gets in front of their face in those big four-and-a-half to, I mean, six-and-a-half-pound smallmouth. And there's walleye that are moving back into the system that are just ready to eat and demolish the jig. Um, But what I'm looking for is, is that big cold front to push through, get those fish moving, push them shallow, and then uh, sun to come out the next couple of days and warm that water up just half a degree to a degree. And it seems like those fish fire on all cylinders after that, and that's some of the best days I've had on the lake.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I think we can both say that we've caught some of our biggest fish um, out of this area come that time of year.
1: Um, But, hey, guys, we're running short on time.
0: We really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, and listening. Hey, if we can ask you again, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, With this being a new podcast, we really got to get our name out there. And the only way we can do that is with your guys' support. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you next time. As always, any questions or concerns, I like that. Any (laughs) questions or concerns, please drop them in the comments. Get a hold of us on our email. Let us know. Uh, We look forward to seeing you in the shop. Lou, you got anything to say? share and subscribe like share and subscribe that is a wrap we'll see you guys on episode four